This episode is brought to you in part by Zane Estrada. Hi, welcome to the Gospel of Kennison. This is episode 100, brought to you the week of May 8th, 2019. I am your host, James Kennison. This is my personal audio journal. So how's your week going? Hope it's good. If it's not good, I, I hope it's getting better. Because that's kind of the way my week is. It's uh, it's not great. It's not terrible. It has it has a little bit of both. How about that? Um, before we get into all the mess of uh, of my life, let's uh, let's talk about some of the good stuff that's going on. I'm I'm working on a project. It's a uh, a big giant. I want to say four foot by seven foot uh, piece of artwork that's going to go over our couch in our sitting room that's next to our dining room that's next to our kitchen. It's kind of a one big room thing. But it's going to be um, four one by four planks. And I've already, I took a, a wire brush to them on, that was on an angle grinder and when you sand the tops of the boards, it takes away all the light part of the wood and leaves the grain raised. And so it ages it, makes it look old. And I did that to 12 planks, which uh, which when placed together, you know, they, they're, they're still uh, pine. They're just pine boards. So the next step is to cut them to length build a frame to nail them all to. And I am going to nail them because I want nails and nail holes. I'm going to actually put nails in it and then pull them back out too. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm just going to beat the crap out of this wood. And then my goal is to paint it with the St. Louis flag. If you've never seen the St. Louis flag, it is a, it is a, an atrocious looking thing. No, it's, it's pretty, crazy looking um but st louis has its own flag and um it is not boring it is a iconic kind of flag you know how state flags are you know where there's georgia and florida and, and you know missouri for instance and it's just you know there's just normal flags and then there's medium flags with the snake on them that say don't tread on me and stuff like that and then there's the flag of maryland you know, somebody in Maryland just went, the heck with all y'all. We're going our own direction with this. Um, ours is going to look like it's from Alice in Wonderland, and there's nothing the rest of you can do about it. That's kind of what's going on in St. Louis with their flag. I think it was adopted in the 60s. Uh, it was definitely an upgrade from the pre one previous to that. But it's red. It has a red field with um a crest with a fleur de lis in it you know like like the the symbol of the boy scouts you know it's because we're a french kind of city i guess or were uh before we were purchased and um and and, and there's so there's a circle with a with a crest in it and then there's these you just need to go google image it but there's three squiggly and I do mean squiggly blue and white lines that come out from the crest. Uh, 
in a in a a V shape on one side and a straight line out to the end of the flag on the other. Uh, so I'm going to paint that on to this on the all of this wood and get the color down into the deep recesses of the of the grain that I've exposed. And uh, then I'm going to sand it off. And then and that'll make it look like it's 100 years old, or, or at least it will begin to. I'll still have light white pine wood coming through. But that's when I'm going to take a gray wash of uh, some craft paint, and I'm going to use it as a stain. I'm going to water it down real good and make it look like barn wood. And then I will age it with some darker uh, b- black uh, watered down. Um, and then I'm going to paint a skyline of St. Louis uh, kind of across the lower right side. Um, I may put a image of what I'm, I, I mocked it up in Photoshop just to make sure it wasn't, it was going to look as good as it did in my head. It looks better in my head, but um, I might put it up over at uh, gokcast.com. Uh, episode 100 so you can look at it and get an idea i'll definitely be posting pictures so make sure you're following me on facebook and twitter um twitter i'm at at nlcast and then uh on facebook you know just join the nlcast community or uh friend friend me just look up james kennison i'm probably uh one of only two and i'm the youngest one um so, so that's pretty good. I'm having struggles with it, but I'm trying to get off my own back about it because I, I go through phases with this depression to where I feel like um, I have lots of energy and I can do just about anything. But then I go through phases like I am right now where everything's a struggle. Everything feels like uh, an energy draining experience. And, um, and it stinks, it stinks bad. It's terrible because it takes away the fun that I would usually have doing such a thing. So, um, today my goal is to cut the wood to seven feet long and that's it. That's all I plan to do. Sometimes that tricks me into doing more because once you get started, you know, that's the hardest part. Um, but I want to make a little bit of progress on it today. And, um, anyway, it's, it's just something I'm doing. My wife is excited about it and, uh, I can't wait to see the finished product. Um, lately I've been feeling, um, tired, I guess just a lot of, of tiredness and a, a real apathy about life um, and it's just a phase. I mean, it's not the first time this has happened, but it seems that the trend is because it used to be, I would be depressed just straight up, very, very sad and hating life. And because of that, I couldn't accomplish anything. Well, now it's more like I have no energy or drive. And so the depression comes as a result of that you get what i'm saying like i'm sad and upset that i'm not doing more than i am and uh it's it's 
annoying. I, I hate being tired all the time. I hate feeling lifeless. Um, I hate, you know, that podcasting, uh, is, is a chore again. Um, once I get going, it's fine, but the, the, I, and once I'm prepped for it, it's fine. But the idea of prepping for it and all that kind of stuff just seems so draining. My counselor says that, that depressed people and folks who have limited emotional energy use a, a gauge to measure their energy level. And that is the spoon spoons. That's how they measure. How many spoons do you have? I don't know where that got started, but um, they say that you you start the day. The concept goes, you start the day with a certain amount of spoons in your drawer or whatever. And uh, everything you do, whether it's good um, or something negative, everything you feel, whether it's something up or down, takes spoons, takes emotional energy. And um, so you can you can be left at the end of the day with one or two spoons or no spoons or even a spoon deficit where you're not going to have some spoons tomorrow because you used up some of them. And, um, it's silly, but it's a great way to express how, how it feels. And my wife and I have begun using that, um, to tell each other how we feel. And it's like an instant way. Cause I, I think she's doing fine. And I'm like, how many spoons you got? And she's like, like a half a spoon. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And that helps for me to respond appropriately. Cause I'm. Pretty, pretty often I, my goal is to try to make her laugh and to keep her happy and stuff or not keep her happy, but I, I bring a certain amount of silliness to the table. I always have, always will. She enjoys it. It's, uh, it's how I want her over in the first place. So it's just part of our relationship. And, um, but when she's down to a half a spoon, that kind of stuff's not good. And it helps me to reel it in and to be the kind of uh, support that she needs and vice versa for that matter. Um, On a lighter note, my daughter Jenna um, won the state championship soccer this past weekend. Um, They went out to Joplin for three days and they played three games and they won all three of them. And that means they are the state champions in their little division or you know their group of of schools or whatever um jenna made some of the goals she got uh an mvp designation and she got a little plaque that says she's in the top 11 soccer people and she's uh flying high and um i i'm proud of her i would be more proud if I knew more about soccer, because right now when I go to a soccer game, all I see is a bunch of kids running around constantly, which seems very exhausting. And I couldn't do it ever. And then I see kids that aren't kicking the ball hard enough. They're doing little tiny taps. And I'm like, kick the ball as hard as you can. Just kick it all the way to the goal every single time. I would be a terrible soccer coach because that would be my whole thing. 
and be like, uh, uh, Jessica, you're doing great out there. I love what I'm seeing. Um, except you need to kick the ball as hard as you can. Okay. And then I'd go out there and Jessica would tap, tap. And I'd be like, kick the ball as hard as you can. Kick it as hard as you can. Jessica. And, uh, Jessica would probably start crying, but so that's why I'm not a soccer coach. It's not, not a good thing to do to kids. Um, but she's, she's doing great. Um, yeah. So, uh, her, her school continues to be a, a, a deal. Um, for those of you that aren't following it, um, my daughter's current school is ending after next year. Uh, so they're not going to provide high school. They're switching to another group of people that are just coming in basically and going to run a school within the, the rooms, you know, um, but we don't know those folks and they haven't, they have no proven track record of, of or anything. And so we just don't want to expose our, it's not exposing her as much as it is. I don't want my daughter experimenting on in the, as, as they work out all their kinks for the first five years. Uh, so we want to get her in some place that's a little more established. And at first we thought we were going to have to move to the County to get a good school. And uh, we were looking at houses and at the last, I mean, the last day before we made our, our final offer on a house, uh, we got an email from a friend that said that a school in the area was starting a new high school and needed ninth graders like crazy. And, and long story short, we got in, um, we didn't have to wait for a lottery or anything. They, they accepted my son and my daughter cause they're doing middle school and high school. Uh, it's a little community school. It was great. And then we weren't going to move. Yay. And then we got a call a week or so later saying that they didn't get the building. They were not going to be doing a high school. And you know, that's where we're at right now. So we have decided that we don't want to move if at all possible. That is our top priority. It's just not to move. Um, so there are two options for schools. One is a co-ed Catholic school. The other one is a Lutheran high school co-ed. And one of them costs a certain amount of thousand dollars a year. And the other one costs another even more a thousand dollars a year. And, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not thrilled about either one of them, to be honest. Um, but they're good schools and she'll get an education and she'll, one of them's a lot more diverse than the other. So we're shooting for that one. Um, I haven't heard anything back. I got all the paperwork in. They're supposed to talk to the council, blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to get Jenna to, to shadow, you know, and be able to see if she likes it and all this kind of stuff. Nothing seems to be moving along that front. It's a little stressful because I've done everything I can on my end. And if I don't hear from him today, I didn't hear from him yesterday. If I don't hear from him today, I will feel, uh, I'll feel free or whatever it is. I'll feel, I won't feel bad about calling the lady and saying, okay, you know, what's the status? We're running out of school days here. 
because I think they've only got like two weeks, three weeks, maybe two and a half. So that's crazy that summer's coming pretty quick. Um, as far as podcast stuff goes, um, oh, well, well, let me finish up with Jenna. Um, the thing is, if, if neither one of these schools work out, we still might have to move, but, um, we know for a fact that the second school, the one that costs even more thousands of dollars will take her in an instant. They have room, they have space. This cheaper one that we actually wanted to go to is being, I don't know, a little persnickety about it. Like they have to approve her and, and they won't just take her, um, at face value. So anyway, we'll see that maybe that means it's a better school. I don't know, but, uh, we will see podcast stuff. Um, I'll tell you GOK has been um, for the longest time <laughs> one of the most stressful podcasts that I've ever done. And I, I know some of you kind of know that. And some of you might be saying, why? All you're doing is talking about you know your stuff. But that's the thing is trying to find something to talk about every um, week or so. It, it's hard. It's very difficult, especially when you're not feeling 100%. And um, I don't know why it took me so long, but I realized that it's the only show that I do that I don't have any structure to. And I'm a big proponent of structure. I wrote a two-part article a few years ago. You can see it at jameskennison.com on thoughts, my thoughts on podcast structure and why it's so important to have and how it works. And, and basically, you have these you don't have topics. You don't have to come up with topics. You come up with segments and then those segments stay the same. Pretty much every episode, you just fill them with different content and each of the segments help you to think of the content. So for instance, I've already gone through several of my bullet points, stuff I'm working on, how I feel about how I feel family update. That's when I talked about Jenna and this championship. Uh, what's going on is another bullet point trying to get Jenna in school and then podcast updates. And so um, I, I sat down last night and I worked out a structure. Uh, it's very loose and, and some bullet points won't get mentioned every week. Uh, other ones uh, won't be mentioned this week. Matter of fact, not every bullet point has a, has a, an item next to it. So um, hopefully it will help me to get these out a little more regularly and, uh, and it'll, it'll just take the stress out of it. Cause all I got to do is sit down and fill out a form basically. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm very excited that this is episode 100. I'm, I'm not thrilled that it took, you know, so many years to get to episode 100, but that's, that's what you get when you don't have a, a structure when you're just free to do whatever it's the same with artwork. There are so many folks that think that the best way to treat an artist is just to let them go. You know, Hey, I want a logo. I want you to do a logo. Show me, show me what you can do. And, and the artist has literally, um, no limits and no idea what the, uh, person wants 
you you got to think of colors and font sizes and image sizes and what you what use is it going to be for um all of those things matter and um you know what kind of art style do you want um i've i've come to where i've learned how to overcome that with on drawyourpicture.com is i have people uh, describe what they want but also include images that they like from google images uh, just to give me an idea of what they've got in their head. Thank God for Google images. Cause, but my, my point is when you, when you give yourself limitations and structure, um, your brain can, can laser focus on filling in those blanks rather than just, it could be about anything at all in the entire world. How do you, you know, how would you ever settle on anything? So, Anyway, all that to say, uh, don't, don't, don't be thinking GOK is going to be cookie cutter. Uh, it's, it's just going to help me to have the conversation that I need to have to make an episode and, um, 100, 100 episodes. Woohoo. <laughs> it's a milestone. So yay. Um, I'm trying to uh, convince the last few patrons uh, from the old page to move over to the new page. Um, just a word on that, I guess. Uh, a while, just, uh, I don't know, a month or two ago, I started a new Patreon page. And uh, it's a very dangerous thing to do to mess with your patrons because, you know, uh, they are the most dedicated people to your show and they're already doing the most possible to, to bless you and benefit you. And so um, I wanted to move though over to a monthly system instead of a per episode system. And the problem I've done it before. The problem is, okay, say you're giving two bucks an episode. That's two, four, six, eight. That's $8 a, a month. But if I switch it over to monthly from episodic, automatically that $2, that $8 pledge becomes a $2 a month pledge instead of an $8 a month pledge. So to get, to keep the numbers where they were supposed to be, I just started a new page. That's, you know, patreon.com slash that story show uh, with a monthly income. And, um, it, it helps simplify things in the past. I've had some patrons, unfortunately, uh, kind of game the system and there were higher levels that they were getting that they weren't earning. And, uh, and that's because they were paying uh, like, like say there's a $10 tier that included a mention at the top of the show or some sort of special perk, um, you know, a, a role on the discord server or whatever, they would pay $10, not per episode, but one time. And then the system would let them have all of the benefits of the guy that was paying 40 bucks a month. You know, uh, I didn't think that was fair. I didn't think it was right. I was able to catch it in a, at least one instance and stop it. Um, because the person was just trying to get into where they could be a, a mod on the server and, and boss people around. 
and it just wasn't uh it wasn't something I wanted to promote or or keep going. So I, I wanted to move everything over and um I wanted to make it fun and easy. Even though, you know, stuff like that is is kind of annoying. So I I set it up to where, hey, if you switch over to the new system, it's, you know, it's not going to cost you anymore or anything. It's just switching over to the new page. That means, you know, uh, uh, ending your patronage on one side, starting it on, on the new one. Uh, I'll give you a, a, a magnet. And it worked really well. But there are 11 patrons that are still on the old page. And I wasn't counting on that. I thought everybody would move over. And so what it is now is I'm stuck updating two different pages. <laughs> and it's not that big a deal, but it is when, when you're sitting down and you've edited, a sh you've done a show, you've edited the show, you've uploaded the show, you've shared the show, and then you go to Patreon to post the show and then post the bonus features and you have to do that twice. It It is extra time you know um but there's nearly a hundred dollars coming in from those 11 people and i i definitely don't want to uh make them feel like second class citizens so i've kept up the page but i really 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 want them to move over to the new page because there's going to be a lot more things i can do over there for patrons and stuff like that so i sent a message out to all of them um, it, which I have no idea if they're getting it or not because it's just sent through the system and they can opt to not receive, you know, emails and things like that. Uh, but I opened up the, the magnet thing again. So if you're a, if you're listening to this and you're a patron and you're on the old, uh, uh, patreon.com slash NL cast page, do me a favor and just, you know, close that out and then go over. You'll find an equivalent um, title and an amount. So like, say you were a $2 an episode person, um, that you will find an $8, um, tier, you know, that's the equivalent and you'll have the same benefits and perks and all that. Plus I'll send you a daggum, uh, awesome magnet for your fridge or whatever. I don't know what, uh, the side of your computer so it can suck the data out of your hard drive. Um, so I hope, I hope that works out because I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I mentioned that I was going to stop the, um, page at the end of May. And, um, I hate, I hate the idea of doing that. Um, but I feel like, uh, it's, it's, uh, I just want everything under one roof. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, in this month, uh, this may actually I, on the 16th and the 23rd, I get to try to find, um, some fill-ins some for John. Cause John's going to be out, uh, those days. So be looking forward to, uh, this, that story show, having some guest hosts. I don't know who I'm going to get yet. Uh, I haven't really reached out to anybody as of yet. Cause I got a little bit of time. Um, you know, I got a week in a couple of days and then he's got school stuff that he's doing for the place he works at. And, um, 
And then in June or May, yeah, June, I'm going on vacation to Florida. And um, I, I will need to either just say, hey, I'm not doing shows this week, or I will try to pre-record and release time, you know, get a timed release for, for certain podcasts and stuff like that. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it just depends on my energy level and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, podcast wise, I also put up a, a thing last night on Facebook. Cause I have, I have this thing I want to do. I want to, I want to rent out a theater and, and invite all of you to come out and watch a movie with me. And, uh, my friend uh, or my, he's not my friend, but my podcast mentor, Scott Johnson has done this. Uh, and, and it actually be- has become something called, he calls nerdtacular and it's like a, a full on four day event now, but he started off just by saying, you know what, let me rent out a theater. Let me give away tickets to whoever wants to come and, and let's just watch a good movie together. And, you know, I'm sure he did giveaways and the Q and a session and stuff like that. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do. We have a great theater here in, in St. Louis and they offer this service and um, it basically involves me buying an entire theater worth of tickets plus a fee on top of that plus concessions on top of that. So it would be around a thousand bucks to do this for about 61 people. And uh, that that's worth it to me. I, I could do that. Uh, you know, save up a couple of months of, of uh, that story show income and um, we could, we could pull it off. The, the deal is though, when I put it up on Facebook, I got a bunch of negative replies. So no, nobody's mad or ticked off or anything. They're just like, nah, it's not a good time. It's not the right movie. You know, movies aren't my thing, that kind of deal. And uh, so I, I, I knew I was pushing it, but I wanted to go for a good movie and, and an important movie anyway. And the new Star Wars film is supposed to come out uh, in December 20th. And uh, so I was thinking the 21st, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't thinking about weather. I wasn't thinking about how the ice and the snow and the cold. And I wasn't even thinking about Christmas and travel and how expensive it can be for folks. So, um, it's, it's, it's kind of dead in the water now. Uh, not forever. I, I would love to do this eventually. Um, but in the meantime, one of our listeners and a podcaster herself, her name is Donna Harris over at constantly under construction.com. It's a podcast. You can find it in iTunes and all that good stuff. She had an idea. She said, um, I would love to see a live show of that story show or Red School Bus. And I know that's not what you asked, uh, but I was hoping to use this opportunity to plant a seed. You've, I've been to live podcast shows before and would be thrilled to help you uh, put something like this together. So let me know. And, and so far, there's been um, a lot of good responses 
And so maybe we could do something like that. It would definitely be a lot cheaper than renting out a theater because I could, I mean, we could literally do it at the Melvin theater, which is the, the church uh, building that we've renovated and we could do that, do it there for free and 150 people could fit in there. No problem. And I doubt we'd have that many. Um, and that way, if not a lot of people showed up, it could be just really fun in, in a small group kind of setting. And if it, uh, if it turned out to be a lot of folks, then we could still handle it, you know? So maybe I will do that, especially if I've got the help of somebody, um, as good as Donna, she's a smart lady and, and she's a lot better at marketing stuff and Instagram and all that kind of stuff than I am. I'm just a guy that talks into a microphone a bunch. So anyway, out of a, out of a bad idea, maybe we'll come a really good idea. We'll, we'll just have to see. So, you know, follow me on the follows and listen into the podcasts. We'll help you to, to, you know, find out when we do what we do. Cause I could see a possibility of doing, um, both do a, do a GOK. I mean, I'm sorry, a, uh, that story show and a podcast, uh, with my daughter. Uh, that would be pretty fun. So, uh, the week is young, but the best thing that's happened to me so far this week has been yesterday. And, uh, it's, it's, I just wrote down that I pulled it together. I've mentioned that I've been very tired lately. I've been sleeping more than I want to. But, you know, what do you do when you're tired, man? You know, I'm not talking about stupid tired, like you could just get up and shake it off or whatever. But I'm talking about tired where you take a shower, you get dressed, you know, you go do some errands, you go drop off some kids, you come back and you're still just dead tired. Um, How do you, you know, avoid that? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get hooked on caffeine and five hour energy, even though I tried one. <laughs> I tried one for a podcast the other week. It didn't seem to do that much to me. It just made me talk more. That's really all it was. Uh, but uh, yesterday, I uh, I had a rough day. I slept way too much by my own standards. And um, I, I guess I just don't do well being alone here at the house during the day. It's just me and the dogs and the kids are at school. The wife's at work and I'm, I'm here. And, uh, I don't know. I don't have any energy. I don't have any desire to do anything. And it's, but, but the whole time I'm beating myself up I'm killing myself. I'm just like, Oh, such a loser. You're such a terrible person. Why can't you, you know, get up and go to the gym or whatever that you were doing that for a while? What's going on? But, um, I did, I pulled it together yesterday and I ran an errand. My wife wanted me to run and bought a fish <laughs> and, uh, some, some dog repellent, uh, that we sprayed on our new, on the base of our new furniture. So the dogs won't chew on the, the legs of the new couch uh, I mowed the lawn front and back. I, I moved some wood from the shed. I mean, from the garage into the basement that I need for the frame for the St. Louis flag, uh, art project. 
I checked some measurements and stuff like that. I, I did some artwork uh, for a uh, customer to draw your picture.com. It, it's, it's really cool. It's a dragon and he's, he's got his head chopped off <laughs> and it's cartoony. So it's not gross or anything. And uh, I'm enjoying working on that. And I got that out to him for, for him to look at and give me feedback on. And then um, I journaled and I, I had been, I had skipped a few days. So, you know, that it, it kind of showed me that it doesn't really matter when I get these things done. Not in my case, anyway. It matters that I get them done. And even if I have a bad morning, it doesn't mean I have to have a bad day. But I'm really hard on myself. And and that's kind of my thought for this week in this episode is I, I am very hard on myself to the point that I, I cripple myself, I think. Like, I imagine, you know, you had a boss and you were at this job and he was just always on your case and always looking over your shoulder and critiquing everything you did. You would have one or two of two reactions. You would either work really, really hard and perfect everything, and you would you would become the employee that uh, a super employee, so that he wouldn't have anything to yell at. At least that would be your hope. Or you would be a second type of employee, and you would say, like, you know what? I can see the future. No matter how hard I work, no matter how much I do, I'm never going to appease him. So I'm, I'm just not even going to try. And unfortunately for me, uh, I'm the second kind of person. And I, I, if you treat me like I'm a super employee, I become super employee. If you expect me to be super employee, I will fail every time. And the worst part is I'm my own boss. I'm my own worst critic and I'm always second guessing everything. I'm always calling into question everything I do and say, I'm always hard on myself about how I spend my time. I have, I have these expectations for myself that I, I could probably never fully ever consistently um, meet. And if I fail even one thing, I feel like I've failed everything. And so I, I am, I'm hard on myself but at the same time, I don't know if I'm hard enough on myself because I'm not getting enough things done per day. Am I, am I, am I, am I being, should I fight back? I, I, I don't even know. It's now we're in weird territory because I'm talking about myself, but I'll just say it this way. I feel like I could be doing more, but that makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. But when I let myself off the hook, then I typically don't seem to do as much as I would if I kept on myself. But I, I just need to find balance, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Am I too hard on myself, but yet not tough enough? I don't know. Uh, my prayer, I guess, would be this week to to find the energy because that's really the thing. 
That's really the thing. Cause the, the boss, James, the, the overly critical version of me goes away when I feel normal because I'm just doing, you know, I'm, I'm accomplishing things. It's, that's the thing about depression is it, is it takes everything that's normal and makes it a chore, everything. Um, from showering to getting up to to changing clothes to pulling wood in from the daggum garage, everything artwork become everything you enjoy becomes a chore because of depression. But then when you don't feel that for a time, you just do it. What normal people do, you get out and you do the things you enjoy doing, and then you don't even think about it, you know, in advance. So, I don't know. Am I too hard on myself? Am I not hard enough? What's the solution? I I just just pray for good days and pray for this depression to to lift. And I don't know. I've been through it enough to know that there are ups and downs, and I'm just in a down period right now. But I'm I'm functioning at a high. Uh, a high rate, I guess. I'm doing better than I've done in in the past because at least I'm not feeling depressed. You know, like I said, it's just the energy level and, and all that. I don't know. It's different this time. And I am able to pull it together and I am able to get stuff done later in the day, just not able to in the morning. And I guess I need to let myself off the hook and just say, you know what? Just chill, chill in the morning, get the stuff done when you got your energy, when your spoons are refreshed. And, uh, as long as you get it done, doesn't matter. Maybe that's what I should do. I don't know. Thoughts, input, ideas, anything you want me to talk about, anything you want to get up in my business about. You can email me, james at nlcast.com. This has been episode 100. I'd like to especially thank uh, some of our patrons, Zane Estrada, Carrie Wright, and Carrie Bernhardt. I thank you so much uh, for uh, for the uh, the sponsorships for all of my patrons. Appreciate all of you. If you'd like to help out and, and support this podcast and what I do, you can do so at... Uh, patreon.com slash gok and uh i hope you will stay tuned this is uh james kennison and i will see you guys next time right here on gok